Hello and thank you for joining me, your host Eve, uh, my co-host Claire and my producer Uzma for another episode of Peepology. So this week we have a bunch of special guests who are all going to be talking about uh, the different generations uh, that they're under and what that means and our differences. Introduce yourselves. I am Janaid. I just recently finished my Masters in Architecture, which is a seven-year-long ordeal. Um, and, yeah, I don't know how else to, how else to summarise myself. Well done, Janaid. Well done. <laughs> We're proud of you. I'm Luca. I finished my three years in architecture two years ago, and now I work at Stanton Williams, and I'm from Italy. And I moved here five years ago. Not from Italy or anywhere exotic. I'm, although my name was inspired by Italy. I'm Talia, um, and I'm currently a Google apprentice. And I'm Brooke, and I'm also a Google apprentice. Okay, so we're going to start with our poopy moments of the week. Now, what's happened with poopy moments? I think we're actually going to just slightly change it to just poopy moments because I've realised with the amount of episodes we've done. I mean, either I'm just not that exciting anymore, that I don't actually have a poopy moment every week, or that I'm just running out of material, basically. So some of my poopy moments are like 15 years old, you know. So some stale poop. Vintage. Some stale vintage, you know, juicy poop. Instead of of the week, we're just going to be poopy moments from now on. So who wants to go first with their poopy moments? Who's feeling brave? Come oh, on, God. come okay. on. You tell, you tell me you had a good one. <laughs> well, I hope so anyway. Pressure. <laughs> so we started working at Google back in October, last October, and it was nearly Halloween when we'd started. So I think we'd been there for about two weeks, was it? Till yeah. Halloween. Being an American company, I thought they're going to go all out on Halloween. I love Halloween. I prefer it to Christmas, so I'm going all out. Okay, on the tube and everything, all the dark makeup, the ripped up witch's clothes, red contact lenses. I sprayed a bit of my hair and I came into the office and no one was dressed up. (laughs) And I think I had about four meetings that day, meeting new people, and I couldn't get my contact lenses out. So I just had to go to these meetings with dark makeup and... Looked a bit scary and just tried to pull it off like I was really cool. This is just my style, my fashion style. There's some of those moments where your heart just drops yeah. down. Yeah, tried to pull it off like I was really trendy, but um, <laughs> did, it didn't catch on. Let's say that. Did it feel like the opposite when you go to school on a muffy day, but you forget it's muffy day? It was li- and yeah, you're the only literally person in like uniform, that. and you stand out. <laughs> so my friend and I went on holiday. It was just in the UK um, for about a week or so. And I'm really into art. So my friend was like, oh, we're just walking past an art store. She's like, do you want to go inside? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Managed to get halfway around before the sales assistant comes and approaches you. And um, usually I'm like, no, thanks. I'm just looking. It's okay. But I was on holiday. I was a bit more chatty. Um, I was just like, oh, can you tell me a bit more about this piece? Like, where is it? Is it local? Whatever. Um, anyway, we start chatting. And um, well, I think it was like, oh, Emma and I were looking at this piece, like, involved both of us and um she starts bringing up these kind of references to us being a couple like oh so we've got those of these plans um like payment plans and as a couple you could do this and I'm kind of thinking hang on like Emma and I look at each other like is this is she just telling us this for fun information or is this just you know just being a bit anyway I carry on looking and Emma moves around halfway through the store and um, the sales assistant goes with her and I can see out the corner of my eye that she's been looking at this one piece for like a fair while and um she steps a bit closer as well she's probably looking at it 
Um, and then I just hear her and the sales assistant, um, sales assistant's like, oh, you seem to quite like that one. She's like, yeah, yeah, I quite like it. It kind of calms me. She was, Talia, like, why do you think, like, why is this kind of like brown and pinky? And she's probably expecting me to say something like, oh, you see like the, you know, it's the symbiosis of the browns or like whatever. Um, anyway, I go over to look at what she's looking at and I kind of, I smile at her, like kind of like this, like eyes slightly closed, kind of like, are you taking the pee here? Like, um, she's like, no, I really like this piece. And, um, she's getting really close, but she's like, I I don't quite understand it. It's like, it's a peace sign, right? So it's basically a load of Polaroid pictures lined up and each one is like a shade of brown or a shade of pink. Looking at her like, Emma, they're a pair of boobs. And she's like, been looking at this piece for about three, four minutes. Like, sales assistant already thinks we're a couple. Um, but I, yeah, I just couldn't stop laughing. So I was like, well, now the, the sales assistant is probably thinking, I was so right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was so right. I guess that I've got a poopy moment of the week um, is that I just was ill on Monday. So I was like, well. That's not great, especially in summer. <laughs> <laughs> like, the weather is awesome, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at home, and then I'm gonna have so much time because everyone is at work, and I'm gonna like organize my laptop, and then I'm gonna go in the garden and chill and read a book, and instead I just fell asleep on the couch. And I'm like, how is that poopy, Luca? That sounds well, like a great. Because then you wake up and the day is gone. It's like. I mean, it's mm. great that you didn't go to work, but you didn't do anything with the day. It's just disappeared. Did you at least binge Netflix? No, no. It's like I didn't... Oh, do you feel better just... now for the load of sleep? Yeah. Or is it just yeah, yeah, even yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nothing? Yeah, no, no. I think that helped a lot. Okay. But like... Mine might be less funny now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. They're all hilarious in their own way. <laughs> the bar is... So I, I was um, driving one late night uh, coming home, and I was on a bit of sort of semi-long journey, you could say. And I could hear my car making really odd sounds from the front it was like lots of banging happening so I was thinking okay this sounds a bit worrying so I called my brother I was a little bit panicky because I'm, I'm just this is like the first year of driving I have no idea what's going on and he can hear this bang 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 he goes maybe you should see if there's like a ball or something stuck in your car so I thought okay so I pull up everything's absolutely clear under the car and I get back in the car and I start driving and he's like has anything changed and I said no and then all of a sudden, all I hear is sort of a loud bang. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, what? I said, my wheel is in front of me. He was like, what do you mean? I don't understand how does... I was like, my wheel is rolling in front of me. Like, I can see it bouncing down a hill. And I'm, I'm coming sort of semi-downhill. Um, and the whole car just sort of pushed the brakes. And I come to a standstill. And he was like, I don't understand what you're trying to explain to me. So I got out of the car and I looked. And my entire wheel had come off. Like, oh the entire... I think I come off the brake caliper. I, I don't know the, the mechanics of it. How does that even um, happen? And I was just like, this is a whole new experience. And this is the first, literally the first six months of driving, and I managed to total a car by taking this full wheel off. Oh my but God. did you actually take it off, or was there? <laughs> well, no. So what happened is um, because I had bought a new car. My uncle is a mechanic, or a friend of my dad's is a mechanic, and he said, I'll treat you to a new set of wheels. And I thought, great. So he put on super that large wheels. That uncle is wheels. no longer an I uncle, know. is he? <laughs> this was serious. So, like, he put on a new set of wheels, slightly bigger than what the car could handle. It was like a one-litre Corsa, three doors, 
looks like a little bug. Oh, um, I like that. It, it's yeah. a lovely car. It's a, it's a good lovely car. car. Right? Yeah. It's a good Will wheels roll off too? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have decent wheels. So, so apparently what happened is when he fit the wheels, they were too big for the car, mm-hmm. so they were never, not, none of them were ever actually on. So oh, any four God. of them could have come off at any, any Imagine time. Imagine if all of them just came <laughs> off. <laughs> the, the worst thing is, it's like a £500 fine on the spot if the police catch you with this sort of thing. The police came by. Her wheel? Didn't, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. They came by, took out some chevrons and cones and said, oh, we're calling you off. Um, just call someone to come and rescue you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I waited for four hours for my dad to come with a recovery vehicle and AA or whatever it was. Um, and now I'm known as the guy who loses a wheel in his car oh in my, my family. God. But none of your friends want to get in your car now, do they? No. Yeah, you are not the chauffeur of your group. the plus side, yeah, because I'm not <laughs> yeah. the chauffeur. But that was a poopy night. That's a I think I actually moment. got shit on my foot afterwards because <laughs> it was so dark where I was the cow pet, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so yeah that was a bit of a so there was that literal was poop involved in that, <laughs> yeah. that alright so my poopy moment is from a while ago and it's my eldest boy he is now eight but when he first started school so when he was he was four and a bit he was first at school and his first week, he came home with a, a certificate saying pupil of the week, and he did this amazing job. So I was going to take a photograph, and he was standing there as proud as punch with his little certificate. My middle son came along, and he stood next to him, and he wanted to get his photo taken as well. And at the time, he had this little bit of an issue with picking his nose. Like he, um, instead of using one finger, he used two. Oh my god! So I, I have, I have his, Wait, on, I the, was, on the same hand, or like no, one? No, <laughs> So as I was taking this photo of Harrison, who was so proud that he'd got this People of the Week certificate, standing right next to him was his younger brother with two fingers <laughs> right on his nose, and I hadn't noticed. And I took the photo, thinking, "Oh, that's lovely." And I went to post it on Facebook, and went, "Oh, I posted, um, well done to my two sons, Harrison for Pupil of the Week and Fletcher for Multitasking. <laughs> you sent it to your mum and dad. I'm You're like, Facebook. look at the kids! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <don't. laughs> okay, so my poopy moment. Um, I would say maybe about 12 years ago. See, this is what I mean about some ancient, well-brewed poopy moments. I, um, I was in politics and because I was in politics and I'm Turkish and there's quite a big Turkish community here in the UK um, I was invited to uh, to meet the ambassador, the Turkish ambassador as well as some MPs, Turkish MPs that had come from Turkey to visit and one of the reasons they wanted me to meet them not just the fact that I was in politics and Turkish and here and all that kind of stuff but also I used to organise a festival called Turkish Fest back then And they wanted me to sort of talk about that and how we were kind of doing all these cultural things and introducing our culture here in the UK and all that kind of stuff. So I'm in this very serious meeting, you know, with my suit on, my serious face. I'm really excited about this. Really. (laughs) And I'm having, in Turkish, I'm trying to explain the festival and what we do. Um, and whenever I go to sort of explain the the area in which we do it, which basically was this big kind of green parky space, all I can think about is the word, like, football pitch. And I can't quite translate it in my head. And the funny thing is I speak Turkish really well, so I speak it almost better than English. So they would never have guessed that I can't, you know, some words are just not coming to me. And I thought, it's okay, you know, there's so many Turkish people here, they'd like throw in an English word here and there, and you know, everyone understands. So 
I just said, we do it on a pitch. Okay, so the, the first part was Turkish, we do it. And then the last part was pitch in English. And I basically, you know, said, we do it on a pitch, we put up the tents in the pitch, and then we, we have a screen and a stage and people sing and dance and whatever and whatever. And, and I could see that people were giving me weird looks and I was thinking, what am I saying wrong? And one of the, like, the second consulates was quite a good friend of mine by that stage. So he kept kind of, like, making hand gestures and, like, scratching his nose. And I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm, like, even more aggressively saying, and the pitch is huge and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> what does pitch mean? <laughs> so, so if I now go back and translate the whole thing into just English... Okay. Basically, um, I was saying the arsehole is huge. <laughs> we have tents on the arsehole. <laughs> we play music. <laughs> we promote our culture all on this ginormous arsehole. <laughs> Next to the River Thames. <laughs> and we have five star reviews. No <laughs> So, yeah, you get the gist. So, <laughs> so I probably, um, I would say I'm possibly the only Turkish person ever to sit in a room with an ambassador and several MPs of government and actually say, arsehole, 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 about 50 times and not get kicked out. <laughs> not, but not only just say arsehole, say we're going to celebrate our culture. <laughs> 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 Did yeah. they have any comments back? Did they say anything? No, because they realised... They realised <laughs> realized that I was obviously having trouble translating a couple of the words that I was trying to get out. And I think they just, you know, smiled and just took it and tried to keep serious as much as possible and talk about the subject. They were very kind, actually, because if it was me, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to stay that poised if someone oh, was just God. sitting there saying, asshole, asshole, asshole. <laughs> so there you go. That's my poopy moment of the week. Oh, so, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was fitting uh, with the whole communication issues that, mm. that we are about to discuss. We've got a couple of different generations here in the room. So I looked up, actually, which generation falls into which uh, date period. Oh my God, same. I was like, I need to come prepared. So I'm going to read out the generations, and then I guess you're going to have to, you know, figure out which ones you fall into. But can I we think cheer when we hear our one. Is it? That I mean, sort you of can situation? do that. You can do that. Wave a flag, throw <laughs> <laughs> stuff, whatever you want. Make some so Generation Z is apparently Ooh. 1997 to 2015. Yep. <laughs> Also known as I generation. Generation Y, also known as millennials, are nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety six. Just about. Which which I think is you guys. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) And then Generation X, uh, nineteen sixty five to seventy nine, which is also known as the MTV generation. I think is us. Such a cool name. MTV generation. Yeah. And then there's obviously the baby bloomers, but we don't have any of those in this room. So I looked it up the other day, and I think it is Gen Alpha. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Generation Alpha. Generation Alpha. Oh, really? Shout out to Gen Alpha. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> when does that start? No, sorry? Um, it's 2015. Yes, so when the, one, the one after the one you guys. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Generation Alpha starts like 2005. Oh, I think yeah. that's oh, awesome. so they're Z as well. Yeah, they're just volunteer Zetas. Because my kids are Gen, my kids are Alpha. So that's kind of weird though, no? You guys are in the same generation. But you either end. Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, so those are the four main ones. Three of them are in this room. So we're basically going to talk about our generational differences. I mean, I'm pretty much like a grumpy old woman when it comes to this subject, because <laughs> obviously I have a number of uh, juniors or otherwise known as minions in the office and I have had over the years, and I'm always sort of doing the what my mum used to do, I guess, like, in my days we used to do this. Um, <laughs> so there is definitely some, some differences there. But I also just wanted to uh, read out some other stuff that I found out about the supposedly the different traits that we have. So you guys in that corner, the millennials or Gen Y, and and Uzma are over here. So you're apparently tech savvy. I could see that. Yeah. 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 You're apparently collaborative. Yeah. Uh, I maybe. Yeah. yeah. And you're focused on the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I agree. Uh, you are highly vocal. Mm. I don't think no. that's <laughs> maybe not us three. So <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently that's what that's what you okay. guys are. And Gen Z over there, uh, you guys are critical and selective. I'm pretty picky. picky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're digital natives, yeah. obviously. Self-taught, practically, yeah. Digitally fluent. And apparently you're very practical. Woo, go on. Not a bad rep. Yeah, yeah I'll take that. So you're happy with that. I'll put it on my CV. Now, <laughs> there's, there's us two. It says you're grey. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, So we're apparently open-minded regarding diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're world citizens. Nice. Uh, we're competitive. Yeah. Independent. Mm-hmm. Innovative. And strong communicators. Wow, you know, I think our list is the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say. I wonder if, it, if our generation wrote this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wrote this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> is it based list. off your generation at the age you're at, or is it your generation at, say, when you're twenty? It's, it's based off the when you start working and when you sort of yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's basically judged so, by the same point, just like yeah, when you're an adult, I guess. Yeah, when yeah. you become into an adult. And all of that Do you hear that? We're adults. <laughs> 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 I still don't feel like an adult. So I feel like Gen Z are the most outspoken, maybe. Yeah. I would have said diversity fell under Gen Z as well, because we're mm. obviously going that way. It's just more apparent now. Mm. Yeah. Unless yeah, you are more diverse than baby boomers, like, as in, like, you're more aware of diversity and more welcoming of diversity compared to baby boomers. We probably are. Which, that probably yeah. is what yeah. it refers yeah. to, is, is you know, c- compared to uh, the people above us or we below us. A, we should have got a total oldie to come in, shouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's only so many seats in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. there's only so much space, I felt, for grumpy people. And yeah. You and I do a good representation <laughs> of that. I'm not sure that we need any more grumps in the room. Oh. <laughs> so my pet peeve, okay, in terms of <clears throat> both of your generations, actually, that I have found, and this is a working mm. pet peeve, is I have had to teach everyone who has worked here, who is in your age group and your generation group, 
how to use a phone to actually phone people. You are all <laughs> allergic to phoning people. I 100% agree. It's yeah. like you would rather you. email, text, you know, send a pigeon, <laughs> any, anything, anything really. It's like you were scared to pick up the phone and have a conversation. Well, I can so, quicker type. That's not, that's not even the right word. I can type... Quicker. I can type more... Oh, I can't word that. I can type more quicker than I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're more efficient typing. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> that's exactly what she said. I got the email. You, you might be. You might be correct in that. However, if you pick up the phone and call me and say, hi, I need this, can you send it to me? I can give you an answer right now and say, yes, I can, or this is what this is. If you ask me a question, you know, how do I do this? I can say, why don't you press this button and put it over here? Whereas if you send me an email, you have to wait for me to read that email. I mean, currently I have 859 unread emails in my inbox because I'm an extremely busy person. So you have to wait for me to read that email and then wait for me to type a response back to you. Sometimes I read the email and I don't even type the response back just yet because I think, ah, it's only Luca. Can't be bothered to write back to him (laughs) right now. You know, there's someone else over here who's more important. Whereas if he'd called me, I would have just given him an answer to his question on the spot. I wouldn't say... Hi, Luke, it's only you. Sorry, I'm going to put the phone down to you now. Call me later. So, you know. I worked with Eve uh, a few years ago. So my first experience on the phone or in like a professional environment was most likely with you. Um, and I remember thinking that it was a bit daunting because the person on the other end of the phone is going to be much older than you, much more experienced, and you're the young person having to talk to them. So I felt like there was always this sort of invisible formality, perhaps, that we had to try and get used to. And I think once you break that barrier, then, yeah, it becomes easier. Don't always be fooled by the older person perhaps being more knowledgeable than you. Well, I've learned that as well. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I agree with that. I agree with that. But also, it kind of depends on why you're calling them. So, you know, the tasks you would have been given to call someone would have been to probably find something Mm -hmm. out. So the point is you're not calling them to give them a lesson on you know something you're calling them to actually ask them a question so and they know that they are the person to answer that question so there's nothing to fear if I called them up I would also be asking a question you know I wouldn't be telling them you know this is how we're going to do the phone lines you know I would be asking them like how are we going to put these phone lines in so but I know I found out later actually from third party sources that it took you a while to make your first phone call (laughs) and I found out that for the first couple of weeks you went downstairs left the building to make phone calls and I remember thinking because he was sitting right next to me I'm sure I asked him to call this person like two hours ago. So then I'd be like, Janaid, have you called, you know, whoever, Claire? And he would say, yes, I did. And I was like, oh, okay, so what did, what did she say? And he'd give me an answer and I'd think, okay, fine. And then next day again, I'm like, can you call this person, that person? Yes, yes, yes. And a few hours would go past and I'm like, Janaid, have you called these people? <laughs> yes, I have. And the whole time I was thinking... I'm sure he's lying to me because he's sitting next to me and I can't hear him talking on the phone. So you were actually running out of the building to make work phone calls. Yeah. I've never, you know, heard of anything so weird in my life. Why <laughs> no is response. that? <laughs> it, was, it was a... I don't know, actually. It's a good question. No, see, I actually resonate with that because I... Well, I disagree with the initial statement of our generation are afraid of the phone. Or from my personal experience because... 
I'd much rather someone call me or I call them because I'm really bad at texting and messaging. Like I can I can take a month to reply to someone in like a social capacity, like a good friend. Like I'm really bad with that kind of thing. But one part of my job that I absolutely love is that I call customers and I do about nine calls a week. And that's I absolutely love it. I love calling people. But I do get I have a, a desk phone and I've not used it. I'd much rather book a room and have a private conversation because I feel I'm distracting the people around me. And that's more the reason for me, or I feel that other people are listening listening in, and then I feel like, oh, maybe I'm not doing this right. And as you just come into work, well, I've just come into work, you kind of, you don't want that pressure as you're speaking to a customer or start having distractions, whatever. So maybe that's what you had. No, no definitely, especially when you're having difficult conversations, because I had to speak to a lot of difficult people over the phone. And a lot of conversations would end up in heated debate, you could say. So I much rather preferred having it alone, where I could sort of speak my will um, yeah. and not interrupt everyone else in the office. So what changed? Because I remember the first time you had a go at someone from uh, <laughs> Thames Water on the phone sitting next to me, and I think there was a unanimous clap in the yeah. office from everyone. It was like, well done, you can have a cigarette break now, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you just partially get used to it. And once you've broken that barrier a few times and you, I think it's just comfort once you become comfortable and you feel at ease on the phone and you know you can just talk to anyone the way you have to talk to them and you just have to get the job done because at the end of the day it is just your job then you know that the priority is but there. But that's what, what's <clears throat> strange about it because I'm pretty sure when I started my first job I was already you know having to call people up even as a younger person to to resolve things like pay my phone bill for example or you know do something else when I was at university pay my electricity bill or something would get shut down and I'd have to call up to you know get someone to put it back online because now so many things are online or you can email them or you can actually some people don't even have phone numbers anymore you go on someone's website look for a phone number there's no actual phone number it's live chat i think you're actually probably until you get to uh, a working age and you're in an office you may not have been required to call anyone for any yeah. you know any serious reason mm. other than your friends but you know for any work related or Fixing your life-related things. You know, we used to just call the bank. There's no online banking. So I would call the bank to find out, you know, if I couldn't get to a cash point, I would have to call the bank to say, how much money do I have in my account before I went out and bought pizza at university? How insane is that? But I (laughs) I do find it really annoying now because everything is so chat-based and text-based on the internet. If you need to, like, speak to somebody and it's a bit urgent or whatever it is, you're always referred to a bot or a, or a chat or a desk of some sort. There's never a phone number that you can contact. And I find that personally really frustrating now as well. In my first job, I was a receptionist, so I had to answer the phone. serious issues. Take it outside. And back then, they were massive things as well. So could you imagine me taking... You'd be the only receptionist where you meet you before you get inside the office. Outside the building. I remember, because we obviously it's a great big handset, but um, when I first started there, it was nerve wracking answering the phone because I didn't know who was the right department to put people through to and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things I Major, I think I was how old was I, 23 or something like that. One of the things I made sure that I did was understand how to pronounce everybody's names that was slightly difficult. So I thought, oh, I want to make sure that I get that right. 
and there was one chap who worked in the in the sales team, and his last name, I went and asked him, and he said, oh, that's pronounced Van Hytherson. I was like, oh, fantastic, not a problem. And someone phoned up and asked for Van Hytherson, and I said, not a problem, Van Hytherson, I will put you through. That was his brother. So I corrected a man on how to pronounce his own name. <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing. But it's funny you say that because I change my surname as well, depending on who I'm speaking to, because it's just easier to pronounce in different sort of accents and, and different ways. I mean, I think the first time Uzma came to work for me, she was convinced she couldn't understand anything anyone said over the phone. I, no, <laughs> that, that was the reason I didn't like speaking on the phone, because I, I really struggled to understand mm. people. Or, well, I did. I don't know if it's accents. I don't think it's even accents. It's just me, because... When I had my first ever work experience, they did a test for answering the phones for me. And I actually failed the test that I did not have to answer the phones for my whole time during my work experience. Someone in the office called the office and asks for someone. I asked them to repeat the person's name four times. And then I was like, okay, all right, they're not available, goodbye. And I put the phone down. And then the lady that was testing me was like, okay, so who did they ask for? And I was like, I have no clue. I don't know what they said. I panicked and I just put the phone down. <laughs> and since then it's just scarred me. But I think I'm fine. In the, last, like, in the last year and a half, I think it took me a while when I first started this job. But in the last year and a half, I do actually prefer picking up the phone and speaking to people. Yeah, I mean, you, you're definitely good now. But <laughs> when, when she first came, she was convinced that she just would not understand people. So she was like, I don't want to answer the phone. I don't want to talk to anyone on the phone. And I'm like, why? You would get an answer so much faster than, you know, waiting around for someone to email you back. And she said, what if I don't understand them? It's like, what are they going to say to you? And in what language? language are they going to speak? Um, well, I kind of agree with you a little bit, because when I first moved to the UK, I used to get um, Gerald, who's my husband, if we ever needed to phone up for anything, I'm like, you're going to have to do that, because people on the phone don't understand what I'm saying with certain words, and they will get things mixed up, and there's like a weird conversation going on, so I used to make him do it. I mean, I don't <laughs> understand anything you say, I just, I just not. That's, all <laughs> just like, yeah. just That's why we're such not. good friends, because I just get like this sort of <laughs> just, just, not, just, just not. Yeah, who knows what she's saying. <laughs> but then I think, at the same time, like, compared to my dad, and I mean, he's a baby boomer, but it's like, he calls for absolutely anything. And I'm like, okay, I understand that calling is important. And for him, anything I want to do with my friends is like, why don't you just call them? I'm like, no. That's what but, I say. Yeah. But I think there is like, I think with friends in some cases, like if I want to say, do you want to go out on Saturday? I don't want to go in the middle of your afternoon and impose myself on your time for you to answer. So I'll text you. And then when you've got time. You'll answer. And what if they say no? That's so awkward on the phone as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel so bad. If someone rings me up, do you want to go out Saturday and you don't really want to go out with them? You're just like, yeah, um, no. Like, it's really <laughs> awkward on the phone. Yeah. Over text, so you can plan what you're going to say and you can oh my let God. them down exactly. easily. This is like a whole thing. What? Yeah, exactly. I'm very confused. Yeah. I think yeah. it depends, and I think it's good to talk on the phone, especially at work. You need to learn, and I think eventually you will learn. But... 
I understand that with friends, we moved away from that. I don't almost don't call them anyone. But again, yeah, it's so annoying. I mean, you know, I wake up on a Saturday morning and I'm like, okay, Uzma, so I'm thinking of doing this, 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 this afternoon. What What are you doing? Like, do you want to join me for some of this? And she goes, I don't know. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> when, when are you going to know or what is it dependent on? She says, I'm waiting for Luca to respond to my message. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, okay, so why don't you just call him and ask him if he's going to meet you or not? And she's like, well, he'll respond when he responds. <laughs> so when I think, okay, fine, I'll go downstairs, get dressed, you know, have bread, like, you know, lounge about a little bit. I'm thinking, okay, I'll just wait for her for, a, you know, another hour or something. Hopefully, Luca will respond in an hour. That's a pretty long period of time. I go back upstairs. I'm like, so, Uzma, have you had a response? Are you meeting him? Who are you? What he was? Well, then I messaged Junaid, and he hasn't responded yet. <laughs> I'm like, okay, why don't you call Junaid? Well, he's waiting on Adnan to respond to his message, and then Danny will respond to Adnan's message, and then Luca the is going to message Frankie and find out what Frankie's doing. Oh, just and then start a group chat. I'm just, just kind of hey, like, hey, Group chats. Really, thing. I love a group yeah. chat. Really? I love a group chat. Did any of these messages have the blue tick, Janae, Luca? Because uh, that's no, we don't message. use WhatsApp, uh, so there is no blue tick ever involved. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I turn off I my message. read receipts. Yeah, so, I, I turn mine off yeah. as well. <laughs> you see, I mean, it's like they have a whole so like conspiracy thing. You were saying you don't want to talk in case you have to say no, and you have to you can plan for it. And these guys are like using a system where people can't tell if they've read <laughs> it or not. I mean, are you guys really friends, or is this? Yeah, <laughs> is this? I think there is, like, for example, if I need to organize something. And I need to know within the hour. A lot of say, mm. I need to know soon. Or, for example, I'm texting, I don't know, 10 friends because I've got an extra ticket. I'll be like, just so you know, I've texted a lot of people. It's a first come, first serve. So if you're thinking about it, don't think too long. And if... Or <laughs> if like, you got five minutes to respond yeah. on this message. Or if I'm like, oh, should we meet on Saturday? It's like, yeah, okay. And then I might be like, okay, what should we do? And then that waits for too long. But why are you asking what should we do? Because you're the one that asked him if you want to meet. So shouldn't you say, <laughs> should we go to the movies or should you want to go grab something to eat? It's about the quality time. Okay. Eventually. If something doesn't come up. It depends on the person though, isn't it? Because yeah. like, I think we've all got friends that you, know, you can kind of just say once what the plan is and it'll happen and you'll meet at a certain time. And then you've got people like Luca and me. Where it probably requires a few different messages, just for you, and a few different days <laughs> to get to get everything sort of nailed. And, oh, and most ready. of my friends, I literally use like I text pub, she sets back pub. I say seven, she puts seven. That's it. Four messages, and I'll meet her at the pub at seven. Oh my god, can we share some friends? <laughs> <laughs> literally, my friends takes about three days of planning. Oh, we've got some efficient friends, just. Cinema, yeah, cool, cinema. And that, like, that's it. I mean, Done. unless it's like ticketed events, then I'm like, oh, do you want to do this? Yes, cool, booked. Monzo, split the bill. <laughs> Actually saying that, going, going back to the... The phobia of using the phone, like with my brother, for example, we call each other like how we text. So our, I think our average conversation on the phone is like 20 seconds because it's like, can I come downstairs? Yeah. 
cool. Or see you tonight. Yeah, fine. And that's sorry, it. did you just say, can you come downstairs? Upstairs to say, can you come He's downstairs? In the attic, you know, can well, you he was. Just go up and see? <laughs> but like, you know, you've got Netflix ready. You don't want to move. You know, you're comfortable. Because <laughs> you don't have to pick up the phone, do you? It's like, hey, Siri, like, call mum. Like, that's it, that's all you got to do. My younger brother's from your generation, and I've never seen anyone use Siri so well. He uses it for everything. I, yeah, I use it for everything. So yeah. I haven't actually got to touch my phone. I can just talk to it. <laughs> yeah. I have never used Siri. Haven't you? Ever. Have you? No. That's... Well, you Siri, I use... Luke, 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 that's what he goes like... Sometimes it, I accidentally press a button or something and it comes on and goes... <laughs> rah, rah, rah. So and I'm like, oh, right now. Oh, yeah. I start, like, praying the phone around. Yeah. Yeah. There's a weird man I in totally my understand that. But my dad uses Google Assistant for everything. Oh, yeah. And but the way he uses it is, of course, the way a... Well, I don't know. Be careful with like, your choice of no, words. No, no, yeah. <laughs> baby a baby boomer would use it. And it's like... So he would take the phone and then bring it to his mouth mm-hmm. and then go like, okay, Google. And then it would be like, good places to eat around here. And then Google will like activate. But it's like for like things that I'm like, maybe you can just type it. I feel like it would be <laughs> Because like then Google doesn't understand from half the things. Because he, yeah. he says it in Italian and then Google is not as good. And I'm like, this is just so much extra effort. Or like, I don't know, it's just... <laughs> and he doesn't use it for like texting people or calling people. It's just for like, Searching on Google. Maybe he's just lonely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we have an Alexa at home, and the kids use it way more than my husband and I do. But when we first got it, you know, the very first thing that they asked Alexa to do. Oh my God! Fart. Fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does they, it do that? Yeah. It oh my does. God, it's yeah. There's oh, wow. a great big long fart, and that's what they that's what they ask. And I remember. Um, Harrison, the eldest one, had woke up in the morning and he quite often would ask me, what kind of day is it going to be today? A, a medium day, a middle day or a hot day? And I said, oh, I think it's going to be a medium day. And he said, is it going to rain? I said, oh, I don't know. And he went, well, I'll just go and ask Alexa. And <laughs> 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 he trotted downstairs, went and asked her and came back upstairs. It's going to rain today, Mummy. <laughs> If I were you, I would just say, why don't you ask Alexa to make you toast tomorrow morning and let's <laughs> yeah. see what happens then. <laughs> ask Alexa so to pick you, up from school. you use iMessenger, mm-hmm. what do you guys use? Uh, literally everything. Mainly Snapchat, actually. Snapchat. I'm very, and it's so hard to try and explain to my mum. I Snapchat someone instead of text them. And then she's like, well, why? And I said, like, I don't know, I just do. It's my first instinct. If I'm going to talk to someone, I don't really Snapchat. Get Snapchat. I only get it for the funny pictures you take of yourself. Or oh, the filters, yeah. But yeah. I don't actually get it for any other purpose. I don't understand how it works. All of my group chats, all of, like, any messaging is all on Snapchat. And I have no idea why. Because I have to, like, go, I have to turn my data on to then Snapchat people when I could just text them. But I don't know. I just, that's what I do. See, I'm not the same. I much rather use iMessage or text, but then a lot of my friends don't. So my two closest friends prefer to use Snapchat, so I'm forced to use that. And then I never have WhatsApp before I came to London, but everyone in London seems to have WhatsApp. <laughs> and even when I text them, even though it's still a number-based thing, they're like, why are you texting me? Like, WhatsApp me? And I was like, it's exactly the same. It's just easier to reply with this, but... If yeah, it, everything yeah. is like internet based now because I, I checked my like I had to give you like a summary of your bill how many texts you sent I think I sent like six text messages last month <laughs> and everything That's is like phone saying stop <laughs> exactly. yeah, everything is like iMessage or WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or 
Instagram, even Instagram has become like a main slide place in the in, DMs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. See, yeah. Can we just can we just go back to that? So when um, Brooke was, we worked together for a while, mm-hmm. and Brooke used to sit next to me, and I swear half the time I didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> she said to me, "No worries, we're just going to slide into the DMs." Confusion on my face. Some sort of messaging thing, but I'm not sure what she's talking about. So I told it to um, Eve the Actually, other day. Actually, my, my translation was quite funny because in my days, DMs were Dr. Martins. So <laughs> when she said to me, um, Brock said, we're going to slide it into works. the DMs. And I was like, what, put your shoes on and leave or something? And she went, <laughs> and then she looked at me like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, DMs, Dr. Martin sliding in, putting them on, leaving, I don't know, must mean something like that. So I was quite surprised when she told me what it actually means, and it means... A slide into your direct messages on Instagram. There you go. Mm-hmm. Pop up to someone, yeah. I know you've got that look on your face like, do I need to explain this? But yes, <laughs> you, you do, you do. So we do have a little game. I love games. And we thought we'd see how we go with this. So all of those of you who cannot see, I have taken some slang words that um, would have been popular when Eve and I were your age. And I thought we would see. You had slang. Can... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't electricity or that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was no also, language. We used to just, right? you know, yeah. make things trip into triples. So yeah. I don't know if you guys want to take one and then read it. Some of them you may know. They may still be relevant. Did so we've got to guess what it is. It's actually a slang yeah, word yeah. as well. Slang is actually a slang so word itself. Take, take mm. one Short of these. Short and See, and the actual, <laughs> on the back is the actual description of what it means. But see if you can... You might know some of them. So what have you got? I've got the bomb. Well, you need to guess before you well, turn it over. Well, we, 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 I it, think so. you can still kind of say the bomb. Yeah. You wouldn't say yeah. it as often, but you can say it. So what does it mean? <laughs> uh, par excellence out of this world. And is that how you would use it in your current generation? I think it's now yeah. uh, evolved to da bomb. Da yeah. bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like say the bomb. Way, yeah. yeah, it, it is. Dead yeah. Dead air. Is the bomb. With an accent, and it had to be within a certain context, yeah. and then it worked. It has to be with the accent, otherwise, yeah. it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's like yeah. 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 Words. <laughs> Got all that and a bag of chips, which have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I guess, all of that plus is like, it's so much that there is even a bag of chips. I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys know? No, I no. go along. I'm the best and then some. There you oh, go. Bag of chips. Yeah, mm. makes sense. Yeah. What you got, Talia? I've got going postal. I don't really know <laughs> when to start with that one. Um, it's like going to the post office. I don't think it's that literal. Going postal? And going oh. old school? Like sending even a more mean, instead of an email? It means if someone loses it. Like if someone crazy. gets really angry really? and just like loses their shit, you're like, well, loses the plot. Refers basically. to the trend of some postal workers becoming violent. We used to say that, yeah, you've gone postal. Yeah, we say. wouldn't. That's mm-hmm. not. So is that like some, to us, like someone getting Larry? Yeah, like yeah. Like losing their, fully yeah. losing their mind. A bit aggy. Wow, yeah. 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 Okay, I got swing. I love that. You got to say it like this. Swing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can just so, imagine a group of girls doing that on a night out. No, 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 no,
Yes. I, I, I love the, the description. Film. Do you know Keanu Reeves? <laughs> no, 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 it was... Um, Wayne's World wasn't... It's Mike no, Myers. Wasn't it? Mike Myers. Oh, Mike Myers. Mike yes. Myers and Dana Carvey, yeah. And they played... <laughs> with the dog car. Like no, that. no. Wasn't it a fan? Read, read, read it. If you see a hot chick, you would say swing while humping midair. <laughs> yeah, I love the midair uh, part. How does... Jump up midair. Like, have you got a jump Shwing, with it? Swing, swing. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to bring that back. <laughs> so we do have a couple See, of others if point. anyone else wants to So I'm going to read my one. My one's... What's up? What's up? What's up? Do you know where that comes from, though? Scary movie. Um, How, scream? What do you think? Oh, no, sorry. Scream, scary movie? Yeah. You don't think Scream? That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. No, I, yeah. Is it on the phone? What? Is it How about yeah. you? What's up? Isn't it? Yeah, where is it from? Do you Bird know where it's from? I don't know. Is it? Oh, that's Dilly Dilly. Oh, you Thank got you. points. Yeah, because most people think it's from Scary Movie. Yeah, from your, but actually, <laughs> but actually, it is from Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser. That's like Dilly Dilly, Dilly now, isn't it? They're trying to bring Dilly Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? What did they do to make that a thing? I'll have to make you watch the YouTube video. But anyone who hasn't seen it, go on YouTube, write Budweiser advert, what's up, and you'll see the original where that actually comes from. It doesn't come from Scary Movie. It is way before Scary Iconic. Movie. Yes, iconic. <laughs> iconic, yeah. I've got Eat My Shorts. I've heard That's that. Simpsons, isn't it? Bart Simpson. I, I feel like it would be like, a nice way to say Go stick it kind of thing. Like, I thought it yeah. was like, yeah, eat my shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you're um, in school, so you need to say eat my shorts. It's apparently the same as Screw You or Go to Hell, used by the cartoon boy Bart Simpson in ah. Simpsons. You're it's right. not as intimidating an argument though, is it? No. I don't like you. Eat my shoes! So, like, <laughs> <laughs> just run away off. Yeah. <laughs> just don't take them off and fling them. <laughs> so, so did like, youngsters actually say that then? Is it to, like parents yeah. or like teachers and stuff? Yeah. Who's next? Talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. Oh, I love it. I used to love oh, this one so when sassy. I was a kid. I used to actually say one. this in primary school. I used to say is, it to my mum. Is this a Terminator <laughs> reference or did Terminator come? Because he says that in Terminator, does he not? Hasta la vista. He says I'll be back and stuff like that. that as well. Does he? I've never heard of that. No, that's too sassy for the Terminator. (laughs) Too sassy. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) Clap to my hands. I feel like if we Google it, dog to my hands. Because my face ain't listening. I've got hottie. Pretty straightforward. See someone hot? They're a hottie. I like that. I've got your mum. <laughs> no, he your mum. <laughs> your mum. Your mum. But we still used to say that when I was growing up. <laughs> A lot. Did you? So some of these phrases have carried through. Do you ever say snaps? Snapchat, yeah, I'll send you a snap. No, Photos. So to give someone snaps is... When if they say something cool, you'd go, oh, awesome! Oh, it's like a mini celebration, like a little clap. I think we literally say snap to be sassy. You're like, oh snap! Yeah, the accent, the accent, the way it's going. Oh snap! I think they translate. I've got psych, but I'm guessing it's like, oh yeah, psych. Like when you when you're trying to like trick someone, or it's like a joke, or you exactly. That is exactly it. Cool. I think that's it for those ones. So when I was doing a bit of research on differences in language um, between the different generations, I found this actual, actual research paper from the University of New York. Proper serious and stuff. Proper serious scientific research. So these guys um, did some research on generational differences in the use use of emotional words. 
Okay. So basically, the conclusion is a very long document, which I actually sadly read all of. <laughs> but, uh, in short, um, their conclusion is so I'm going to read uh, sections of it. Across generations, there were unique terms used by the silent generation. So silent generation being even before the baby bloomers. Their terms were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, for example, was like a very commonly used term. Baby boomers used bummer. That was like their thing, bummer. Generation X used rad. Rad? Yeah. I I might say awesome. Apparently that was our thing. Did you say this in an American study? Yes. Yeah. 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 Millennials used popping. I feel like that's also an American thing, so maybe we don't use it. That's popping. Yeah. And the digital natives, which is you guys, used hyped. Oh yeah. So that was those were the most commonly used words in this study amongst those generations. And then the one word that all generations unanimously used a lot of. Guess what it was? Do you want to take a guess, Luca? No idea whatsoever. I would have just said something like cool. I don't know. I think it's going to be swearing. I think that's very cross generational. Um, it was pissed. Oh. Hey! It's <laughs> 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 so insightful. <laughs> so pissed, pissed off. Oh, and the other one was gross. So apparently those terms were commonly used across all the generations. Mm-hmm. Pissed is just such a transverse word, though. It can I mean, mean so many things. It's, it's not necessarily slang, language. is it? No, this is about okay. emotional words. So right. it's it's not necessarily slang words, but something to I guess describe like how you an emotion that you might feel. But so if you were to send a message to someone, how many emojis would you use? Minimum four. Minimum four. Minimum four. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay. I mean, is there any words or is it just a series sometimes of emojis? Sometimes it's just emojis. Sometimes my reply is just some emojis. I mean, we do that occasionally. Yeah, but my mum uses emojis joke. a lot more than I do. <laughs> she really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah she loves friend. them. Three or four, and it's like she's just telling me it's dinner. Bidmoji. My mum loves Bidmoji. Oh, I, like I think Bidmoji maybe is. Could that be a millennial thing? What's a Bidmoji? Sorry, you need to. It's explain. like um, <laughs> you, you sort of create a character like. That looks like yourself. You animate yeah. yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you create like a whole series of things, but it's like it's 2D. Oh. But you can use you it can... in AR as well on Snapchat. So if you're using your back facing camera, you can use like augmented reality and then it can like sit on your desk or yeah, like see, on your my table. Mom doesn't get to that level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the idea. But it's like there's like I mean there was a lot of words or... there that I didn't understand. Back facing <laughs> camera, augmented reality. It was just like blah 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 blah. But it's like you could say like congratulations, you could like your bit mode you could come out of a I don't know, a cake and holds a sign that says congratulations. It's like it's just a sticker, basically. Oh, yeah. It's a still thing. But wow. she sends it every once in a while. So I learned that there was an emoji that existed the other day, which I didn't realise existed, that someone's head exploding. Oh, I've never known that. It was pretty cool, because I was sending a message to someone else going, saying, this person is so excited, I think their brains are going to blow out their head. And then it just came up with this picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> that's the yeah. best emoji ever. Boom. Because <laughs> they come up in predictive text. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because yeah. Apple have the... The keyboard thing, isn't it now? So as soon as you've wrote like a several words, it can change them automatically into like an apple or a roller coaster or a building or something like that. 
Mm. Cool. I know what text you're sending. Building on a But there's been I do the same where like if I want to put the little nerdy face, which is usually how I end my messages, I type in nerd because it's quicker than switching mm. the keyboard. Mm. But sometimes I don't I press nerd and then go to press for the emoji and then I press send and it's just an automatic thing. And I don't press the emoji, so like the message will end with like nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to send the emoji afterwards. It just doesn't make sense. It's really funny because on, on the same keyboard with the iPhones, the word poop will bring up the poo. But if you write shit, it, obviously it doesn't bring it up, which is really frustrating sometimes because then you have to go back and rewrite the word and then you can get up the poop icon because I can never find it. Thank you very much to the poop <laughs> icon for keeping the poopology name <laughs> on the forefront. <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about Netflix earlier, yeah? So there's a yeah. stat here that says 71% of Gen Z have a Netflix subscription. There's all their friends. That's a very big More than any other generation. Does it kind of like your mum pays for it? But it's in your name. Did you Does want that, it? Like, obviously I wanted it, yeah, but yeah. I didn't want the, I, I'm like, the payments so. coming out of the yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of like, sharing. When it gets asked, like, do you have a Netflix account? And then you say yes. If, you, if it's your mum that's paying or if it's your, or you're sharing the one of your friend, you have a Netflix account. Yeah, this is my name. So maybe you have like, access to that's where yeah. the 70% so comes from. how often do you actually say Netflix and chill? Only as a joke. I, I don't actually. So yeah, yeah, I've yeah. said it a few times. You know what? Whenever someone says Netflix, <laughs> I have a compulsion like... to say and chill. I don't know why. I have a compulsion to say that. Like, it's really weird. I have to actually go... Hold that in, don't say that. Well, do you know what Netflix and chill like really means? Like the yeah. It's an actually a bit of an innuendo. Like, oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. Netflix it and chill. Yeah. Thank you for translating. Yeah. 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 Did you not know? Did you no. say oh, oh, So that means when I said to my friend Jem the other day, when she said, What are you doing? Oh, and I said, oh, it really Netflix well. and chilling, she was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. <laughs> we're past the stage of taking it seriously as Netflix and chill, because now I feel yeah. like you can quite happily say it as a joke, because I would say it as a joke. I'd say it to my friends that are guys, I'm like, Go Netflix and chill. They never get the hint. <laughs> yeah, come on, Luca. <laughs> yeah, it's probably taken on more of a life now, hasn't it? It doesn't actually mean getting jiggy with it anymore. Yeah, yeah, probably. So there are a couple of others. What have we got here? Um, nearly 50% of Gen Zers are connected to the internet for 10 hours or more a day. As in they're using it or... Literally connected. It says connected to the internet. Because I would say, yeah, I think it's like yeah. 15, no, 24 hours. So many hours people at work are people who are on desktops and stuff. I think, it, on means, it, all the time, I think like, it means through your mobile devices. It can't be 10 hours, right? Oh, no. definitely. The only time I lose connection is like through the tunnels on the train. That is it. Yeah. You're yeah. consistently receiving There's, messages. Yeah, but even then, like in the tube, I'm always on Wi Fi. Like, I'm not losing. So you're not losing the opportunity to ignore a message that comes through exactly. from your, from from Janaid about what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. do, do any of you guys use like the, the timers on apps where it tells you after you use it for like half an hour or something? Or is that just me? Like the downtime stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, I will yeah. stick on this for 10 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had like a slight addiction to Instagram, I'm sure we all do. 
And mine's got like a no. half an hour timer. <laughs> <laughs> but like a half an hour timer. So I, I, I think 10 hours is a bit, it's quite Well, oh, but that's why I feel like that's just the time connected. Because well, you can't, otherwise yeah. you'd be on your phone for 10 hours. But I think hours. that's because data plans and, you know, you get unlimited text. Whereas before, when I was growing up, it was like, you, I had 250 megabytes of data. And then it was like about how many texts and calls you can make. But now it's all about, unlim- like, you have unlimited texts and calls as a standard. Because no one really cares about that, apparently. Yeah. But it's all, you pay for the, da- the data, you don't pay yeah. for calls and texts. Yeah. So I think just generally people are now moving that way. And I see older people on their phones a lot more than younger people. On- Actually, it does make me laugh because I see more people on Candy Crush who are middle-aged <laughs> than yes, people who would so expect true. to see. Yeah. Excuse me, what is middle-aged to you, by the way? Um, 25. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not middle-aged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> midlife crisis already. Yeah. Uh-huh. On iPhone, do you can actually see how much you're on each app for each day and so over a week? Yeah. yeah, so over a week... Yeah. I have averagely been using my phone screen for four hours and 43 minutes a day. Oh, so that's not, that's too, not bad. too bad. So like I have a full-time so office job. Exactly. So so. The thing, like, you think that you have a job and you're like, shit, that means it's like quite a... Because every time I go to the toilet, I open Instagram. Yes. At work. I mean, it's I, just, I think I am you hours. and poo at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm ashamed to say that I did check my Instagram average uh, a couple of days ago because it popped up with a message, like kind of saying, mm-hmm. "You, here's some information for you about your usage." So I clicked on it. I'm ashamed to say that I am on it on average seven and a half hours every day. Every day, yes. And I think the reason for that, though, is. I do use it for work. I was just about yeah. to say, so, it's work related. Mine's about yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, like, post loads of things on our accounts and stuff like that. So it's more, like, for marketing rather than, like, <clears throat> go around looking at my friends, <laughs> yeah. you know, posts <laughs> or whatever, yeah. Mine's, but that makes sense. My last seven-day average is three hours and 50 minutes, what? Instagram. So it's saying what? here, Gen Z spends... five minutes. Oh, my God, Osma. You're life. old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm with the um, Gen Xers now. Well, there's a stat here saying Gen Z spends an average of about 11 hours per week on their phones. I can see that. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you even more. So here's a, here's a stickler for you. What age do you consider to be old? Oh, you're only as old as you feel. Oh, <laughs> thanks for saving us all. <laughs> 120? There's no, there's no wrong age. There's no wrong answer. I think it changed as, as I grew up. I don't know because I still think, if I think of my dad, who's 60, he just seems really young still. So, but then there's someone who's similar to his age, but he seems like he's 20 years older. So, I, it really does. I don't really. In your head, though, when you think about when I get old, what is that? I think about 70. Yeah. Okay. 70 or 80. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that where you guys all are? 60. Okay. Oh. I don't know. I think, I think 60 is like when you are closer to retirement. Yeah. You're not there yet. And we'll probably never get retirement anyway. But it's <laughs> like, I think yeah. it's, it's like, okay, cool, you've done with work and then your life changes. Yeah. And you sort of. Actually, I had a friend who said, yeah, but as soon as you hit 40, your life's over. So, <laughs> he thinks 40 Who is this oldest. friend? Where does he live? What's his address? <laughs> I think it's on perspective as well, though. So, see, like, I'm 19 at the moment, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be 20 soon. 20, that's, I'm not a teenager, I'm well old. But then when I turn 20, I'm like, I'm going to be 30 in 10 years. That's well old. And I think it's, no, I think it's about perspective, and you always just think, older than you are, you're like, I don't want to grow up. I don't want to get older yet. I'm not... 
Already? Yeah, yeah. I think when I was young, uh, I thought 50 was old. Mm. When I was sort of 19, 18, 19, in my head, you know, when I thought about, like, well, my old age, I was like, oh, 50. That's when I'm going to be old, you know. And um, I was fine turning 20, didn't feel a thing. But I, for some reason... Um, during my 20s, I never considered that at some point I would become older than anything in the 20s region. Mm. I thought that I was just going to be in my <laughs> 20s for a, yeah for a really mm. long time. So 30 crept up on me really fast. Um, I was like, I'm in my 20s, I'm in my 20s, I'm doing great for my 20s. And I was like, I'm 30, how did this happen? So I did have a bit of a midlife crisis when I turned 30. I was like terribly upset about it. I was actually quite depressed about it. I thought, what the hell, how can I be 30? So clearly in some part of my head, I thought even 30 was kind of old. I also Uh, think 30 is quite a big deal though. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but I always felt like 30 is a big moment and maybe it's because like you sort of stop being a teenager and move into adulthood I guess you hear a lot like people like oh yeah but he was in his 20s so it doesn't matter she was in her 20s like you know Mm. I think maybe they're talking about more early to mid but it kind of gets generalised and then I think by the time you hit 30 it's like no one says yeah but they're in their 30s you know they're just having a doss about like you don't really hear that maybe it is that life sort of almost becomes serious doesn't it when you yeah Yeah. Yeah, exactly you expect yourself to be in a more serious position yeah like have have a job and have a house don't put those pressures on yourself Yeah. when I was do get a job though. Do yeah. get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should be doing that in your twenties. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're nineteen. I work at Google, so I feel like you're, you're So when I was nineteen, so I just broke. I wrote a letter to myself to open when I was thirty. Oh, wow. I so I implore you all to do it. It was really interesting. So, so that was when I was living in New Zealand. I wrote it. So my mum looked after it for me, and I'd forgotten about it. And she sent me my birthday card when I turned thirty, and in there was this little <coughs> envelope with. Claire, do not open until you're 30, smack face. <laughs> <laughs> Four emojis. Yeah, handwritten emojis. <laughs> and and I, I'd completely and utterly forgotten about it, and she sent it over on my birthday card, and it was it was weird, because I wrote it to myself as though I was writing it to another person, and it was quite weird reading it back, the, sort of all the things that I hoped to have achieved and done by then, and what I was thinking and feeling at the time. It was, yeah, it was pretty cool, so I'm probably able to... Um, and did you did you kind of think, oh, this is quite good, or did you think, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> both, both. I thought both. I was like, oh, so naive. <laughs> did it feel but like a big distance thing. between? Massive difference, absolutely huge. Yeah, I was thinking, wow, I don't even remember feeling that way. So it was it was oh, really weird. Yeah, because I would have thought it'd bring it. Back it to you. Did. Like a level it of did nostalgia a or something. Yeah. But the nostalgia that brought, came back was more sort of sugar coated nostalgia yeah. and yeah. like, oh, oh, lovely, lovely. So I definitely implore you all to do that. It was, it was a lot of fun. And even we should do it. Yeah, I'll do it for my 30th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. So um, when Brooke and I were working together, it was we used to sit next to each other, it was quite funny, and we were talking about 
laughing about age and everything and she was telling me how old she was and I went, I'm sorry, you're how old? And she said, oh, at the time you were 18. 18 and yeah. I went, oh my God, I I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> I could be your mother. And she's looking at me going, no, you couldn't. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could. I'm old enough to be your mom. <laughs> so it was weird for me. So yeah. I called her mum from there on out. Yes. I say that to these guys sometimes. I'm like, technically I am old enough to be your mother. And it it is a weird it's a weird yeah. thing, isn't it? You're like, oh god, that's a bit strange. But from my thirties to my forties, I didn't have the same midlife crisis. Weirdly, actually, was really looking forward to turning forty. I'm quite happy to be forty. I don't feel anything about it really. You're already forty. You don't look like. But it's so some of my siblings, well, one of my brothers and some of my friends have just turned 30, 29, 31. So they're all around that age and they're all really worried about it. But I keep saying to them to not be worried about it because I feel like there's a huge pressure now that you have to stay young, you have to stay living life in a certain way at a certain age, and that you can't like grow old because grow old generally means bad things and stuff. But I think it's we should start getting out of that habit. I think society should definitely break free from that because I think age is good. And we should look forward to growing older. And I think it's it's only come with more experience, more wisdom. And it's inevitable. Like, what's the point in trying to challenge time? Like, I'll you in your 30s. I'm going to write a letter to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In five years. I think my parents are going back in time. So, obviously, last year, turned 18, I could start going clubbing with my friends and going out to the pubs and everything. And then it was my dad's birthday a few months ago. So we went out for dinner. And then he was like, you know what? I really want to go to that club that me and your mum always used to go to. So I was like, well, that's the club that I go to now. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And half an hour later, he books a cab and I was there clubbing with my parents. Yeah, and it's actually become a regular thing. Were they on the tables? Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm not joking, yeah. They absolutely love it. So it's almost like they're going back and they're like, yeah, the place hasn't changed at all. It's just like we used to and they're just enjoying their time again. Do you know what it is, though? It's because you're you're a little bit older Mm. now. You're more Mm -hmm. self-sufficient. So if I've been out clubbing, I've got a three-year-old. Getting up in the morning at 6am. So we'll get up and hung over as a family. So so you guys can do that all together and you're self-sufficient and you can get up and you can cook breakfast for us. I think that's that's so true because the youngest person in my family is 20 now and my parents have started to go on kind of like dates and kind of like yeah. one night away and it might not even be very far but it's kind of cute and it's kind of nice that they're taking that but still super gross at the same time yeah, <laughs> super weird yeah. but like it's, I, I think like they can afford to do that now because we're all mm. You know, we're all doing our own thing. Because they've spent the most of their majority, majority of their adult lives looking after us as we grow up, and then we're always focused on ourselves. Like, yeah, I got this job, I got my first car, (laughs) and everything's all about me. And then you actually forget that my parents have like almost put their lives on hold to care for me now that I'm old enough and they're going out doing whatever they want I'm like hang on I'm the star of the show like what are you guys doing I think your enthusiasm would bring it back to them as well especially like now they're able to feed into it as well because you're older but the fact that you're going through it and you're enthusiastic about it they're like yeah and then they're just enthusiastic why can't we do that as well yeah Yeah. and now we all just do it together like we all go clubbing (laughs) and everything together it's great (laughs) like a really interesting point of how like their their life is on hold and I wanted to know because you've got children do you feel like your life is on hold or do you feel like this is where you should be in that your life is still 
continuing as normal. My life is definitely not on hold, and when we had the kids, um, my husband and I made a conscious decision that they would have to fit into what we are doing and how we are going to run ourselves and how we're going to run our lives. So my husband, he works from home, so he does a lot of the, the school runs, and I come out to Canary Wharf every day and I work. So I'm the one that sort of leaves the house every day. Teaches part the wisdom yeah. so we don't know our lives on hold. I don't want to put my life on hold. And you shouldn't, and you shouldn't have to. But when you have children, they have to fit into what you're doing and your lifestyle. Yeah, there are certain things that you can't do a lot of, like the nightclubbing and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to hang out with your friends, go to a family mm. friendly you know, pub that you can go to and the kids mm. can all play and stuff. So you're still not going to miss out on having that beer and catch up with your mates. But interestingly, actually, um, Claire says, you know, maybe not the clubbing and whatever, but actually she has not missed a single clubbing session we have had in the last <laughs> three years. So to be honest with you, I mean, Claire and Gerald are quite unusual out of the couples that I know in terms of they have found you know, a way of making this work and making it work really well. But it is like a team effort. So both of them are fully in, in the team and supporting each other. So they both have, Gerald has his rugby club things going on. So, you know, I'm sure yeah. Claire helps out with the kids when he's doing his thing with his mates. And Claire has her girls' nights out with us. And, you know, he takes care of the kids. And then they have some time alone and some of their friends take care of the kids and they go off and do do things as a couple so I'm sure you know I don't know but I'm sure that it takes a lot of organizing Mm. to ensure that that actually happens regularly so that you don't just fall into this like we're with the kids just you know sitting around (laughs) not doing anything I I love them so much they do wind me up when they've got both fingers up their nose well done yeah I mean they they can push you to the extreme that is that is without a doubt and you you definitely have to make sure that you are working in a business that allows flexible working Mm -hmm. that allows all of those sorts of freedoms and things otherwise you can't have your life and you can't go off and do those things that you need to do do you think business has changed as in like I mean I don't know if that is like more to do with generations but I feel like flexible working and all the idea that comes with mobile Mm -hmm. working is something that is changing within generations I think it's getting better but it's still not as good as it could be and I think that goes for all of us Mm -hmm. we we all need that flexibility we all need remote working Um, some of the people in, in the offices that you work with they like to be in the office and working from home doesn't work for them but I think if a business can offer full range of flexible options for everybody, no matter how you work and how you do that, then that's that's a good way to I move mean, forward. I think in that uh, in that particular respect, it comes from the top down, though. You know, the, yeah. all the way from government. I'm talking about. So you know, there's lots of systems set up in other countries. We've discussed Netherlands before, yeah. and all sorts of other countries where it also allows business owners certain opportunities to provide those things. So talking as a business owner, sometimes it's difficult to provide those kinds of things to your employees if you yourself are not uh, supported. Yeah. You know, in in any way to ensure that so unless you are a huge company like perhaps google you know with unlimited volumes of cash that can afford to make certain things happen for their employees it is quite hard for smaller independent businesses for which there is a large you know amount of the population working for those kinds of businesses but here the system the legislation nothing is really set up to support anyone in doing these kinds of things so it's down to your own company's ability to you know to be able to do it and that's you know sometimes difficult yeah i mean you can bring your dog into our building so 
But That's I, cute. I, I do think that. generally we are, the, the biggest thing at the moment is caring about your employees. And uh, yeah, actually it's quite interesting that the smaller businesses, there are more restrictions. But I do think if the company can, they realise actually when you do invest in your employees, you're going to get yeah. things back, which is why Google mm-hmm. is quite well known. I mean, they're more well known for their culture and stuff. So I think it definitely is changing for the better. Do you think that generations are pushing it or is it a general thing? Like, for example, you would might ask for flexible hours because of your kids, or we might ask for flexible hours because we're going to go party at... I think it's our <laughs> generation. I, like, I think it? it's actually our generation yeah, that pushed it because our generation is the one that wanted life, work-life balance. Yeah. That, you know, that yeah. kind of fit into where we were. So I think we're the ones that possibly started that, yeah. you know, and now you guys are going to hopefully make it happen. But <laughs> <laughs> so. no, they're just being dramatic. Snowflakes, isn't it? Snowflakes, yeah. That must be a pretty grating term. <laughs> but going back to your parents and you and their age, and I think the older you get, the closer the gap between your parents and yourself gets. Mm. So it's, you start, you know, you go through this phase where obviously as kids you love your parents, then you become a teenager, you hate your parents, (laughs) and then you you become a bit older, you don't hate them, but they're a bit annoying, and then, you know, you become a little bit older, they continue to be annoying, Um, and then the older you get, suddenly your parents become like your friends. Yeah. You actually look forward to spending time with them. You want clubbing to do with things with them. Yeah. You want to go clubbing. <laughs> you want to take them out for breakfast. It, the dynamic just completely changes. I think it you get to an age where you can thing. finally fully appreciate what they do for you. I mean, like, yeah, my parents, my absolute best friends. If any time I have a problems, mum, and yeah. I don't think I will ever change. I'm on the phone to her th- three times a day. Like, she rings me on my lunch break and everything, talks to her on my way home. Yeah, absolutely my best friends. I think it is you can fully appreciate what they do for you when you get to a point. So on that lovely note, (laughs) (laughs) thank you all for coming today and joining us, the young people, the younger people, and the old person in the room. (laughs) Obviously not me, but, you know. (laughs) And the tiny people in the corner corner over there. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, please join us again next Monday for another episode of Bigology. Thank you. There are a few more, but um. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I think you should say that. Yeah, yeah we want to. Yeah. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a girl. Yeah. That song. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm starting yeah. my music exactly. room with my last. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was it. Uh, Sop B. Everyone calls Sop each other B. B. Yeah, yeah. Did you say that one? Get jiggy. Get Only jiggy when you're like taking the mic. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so you get. Get jiggy. <laughs>